Art Ladders, The Creative Climb is sponsored by Golden Apple Studio and Residency, located in Down East, Maine. Along with creative summer residency opportunities for artists and writers, Golden Apple also hosts summer workshops at the end of the season. This year on September 2nd and 3rd, Armin and I will be teaching two different workshops. I will be conducting a printmaking workshop using the new Richardson Etching Press. It's called Collage to Print Exploratory Calligraphy and will include creating collaged plates that are then inked and printed. Armin will be leading a Drawing the Abstraction in Nature workshop using graphite pencil. This location is perfect to explore and find subject matter at the shore's edge or on the forest floor. These two-day workshops will include morning refreshments and lunch as a group. If you are vacationing or coming from a distance, artist and director Shelley Stevens has arranged special rates for the Golden Apple Waterfront Cottages for overnight. For more details, email Shelley Stevens at snstevens at goldenapplestudio.com. That's S-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S at goldenapplestudio.com. Or check our show notes for more details. Hope to see you this summer. Welcome to Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. This podcast is focused on interviews, features, and stories about art. It's for artists and art lovers. I'm Val. I'm the abstract artist in the group, joined by Armin, the realist. back everyone welcome back to our podcast this week and this week we are so happy in a few minutes you're going to be hearing from artist jay handy coming to us from madison wisconsin but before that starts i'd like to say hi to armin my partner in crime here hello val hello jay it's nice to have you on the show today and uh, uh madison wisconsin i spend a little time in there in madison not as much as val did she actually was there for a few years so <laughs> We're very familiar with it's a beautiful, beautiful city. I love the Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. So uh, I'm so happy that we're with Jay today because he has an upcoming one person exhibit at Studio 23 in Bay City, Michigan. And we're going to hear about that and more. And hello, Jay. How are you out there? Well, hey, it's, it's thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, as I had said earlier in our previous uh, dialogue that I, I wanted. I'm so excited that, that you invited me on this show. You're doing great work, and um, gosh, I hope I, I I hope I don't disappoint, and I can add. So thank you. I'm sure you won't. No, not at all. I recently saw you on a a live Instagram interview. Uh, what show was that again? That you're, you you're... Know, it, yeah, it was a um, a group of us that were gathered. Um, it, was a, it was a collaboration of, of printers. In a uh, God, what was it? Westchester County, uh, New York, and so they had a handful of us that were in that show, and they interviewed us for mm-hmm. that. And that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I thought that went really well. So now, when we have artists here and we interview them, we often start with the very first glimmers of their art longings. I'm going to call it. And I know you grew up in Bay City. Am I right on that? And I'm 
Yep. Yes. Yes. I grew up in Bay City. I spent my first 18 years there and then uh, was uh, lucky enough to go to Michigan State University. And right. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's where it all started. That's where it all started. And at that point, as a young child, as a young, let's say, elementary student, were you thinking about art at that point? Yes. And I think, you know, that's that was a really, a, a, well, this could be a whole other podcast, uh, Val, uh, in relation to my background and how uh, it was not an easy background. It was kind of tough. But, um, yes, art was really something that if you want to call it escapism or I found refuge. And I remember just spending hours as a kid um, playing with clay at this particular table desk in my house and I would just I call it escapism I would just play with that and what was happening if I look back at that now is that you it was a it was a a, a space of imagination and that I think is really really crucial for for anybody's development is to is to work with that with that imagine with that sense of imagination and seeing things that are not logically there. And that's what I was, I was doing as a kid. And then I loved it. I mean, I, I, with my favorite class in high school was always was art. And, um, Jay, did you have siblings or anything? I have three older sisters. Yes. Um, you probably had to get away from them to make art then. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I found my, my refuge. Yeah. Right. (laughs) it was great. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, it's fascinating with color and shape and in and, and thinking of things. And that's that goes back to that imagination issue. You have this sense of wanting to uh, create and see things, uh, bring things into the world. And I did that as a kid. I just thought that was that was fun. I was an only child, so I, that was my sanctuary. I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Byron. I was thinking you have that in common. That that tool of escapism with Jay in your early childhood, when you came to America from Germany and couldn't speak the language, so what are you going to do? You know, so yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm doing, I'm doing better now with the language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope the art hasn't suffered. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but the imagination—that's that's that's the key to life. I feel leads right into creativity, and you are you are very artistically creative but you're also creative in the business world i don't know a lot about what you do because it probably deals with numbers and i am not good with that but tell us what you do yeah um so i went on and well part of the part of the process part of my my journey yes has been um having that basis of of love and appreciation for art mm-hmm. that never left me and but what I what I did do is I went on uh, graduated um, from Michigan State and eventually graduating from business school and went on to uh, work for financial a very large financial services mm-hmm. uh, company uh, in Boston mm-hmm. and continued there and then went on and managed a, a office here in Madison Wisconsin for that same firm and then spun out and created my own financial services company in three offices and four excuse me, four offices in three states, I think is the number now. Uh, and so it, it, that's that's been what I created with some really smart partners. And that was been wonderful. And it's been, um, 
But here's the here's the thing that absolutely never left me, and that was this sense of of that imagination piece. And I'll tell you a story where it was only was a number of years ago. I I had this this flash in my mind. I said, and this is kind of profound and gets woo woo pretty fast. But I asked myself, what is it that I think about that I'm when I'm not thinking about anything? And that's a that's a good question to ask. Everyone should ask themselves, what is it? And and what I mean by that is when you are not rushing off to go, you know, do I need milk, butter, and eggs, or you know, I got to pick up the laundry here. It's when you just find yourself with a blank mind, and it could be when you're just walking down the sidewalk or you're in the woods or something. And I found throughout my life at all times, whenever I was in that blank space, what would fill the void was a thought of color, a thought of design. How could I, how could I work with an image with what medium I was always art. Hmm. And I said, after all these years of business and keep in mind as a background, I wanted to go to art school and I was, in high school, mm-hmm. but just given my background, I knew it was just too big of a risk to take. Um, I was really starting from less than zero, and I just had the wisdom of a 17-year-old. I knew ah, I probably shouldn't go down that path. So I went the business route. So when I finally started seeing that this never left me, I said to myself, self, uh, you know, well, I'm gonna give this some credence. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this some attention. And that's all it took, Val. I just, I just by pivoting a couple degrees and looking at that, and, and this gets really wild, but things just took off for me. I just started producing art in a medium that I had never worked with before, which is printing, etching, etching press, which is another story. I bought that. Um, and it ended up, I mean, in just a short amount of time, I have found what it is I think my purpose is. And it's that sounds really woo-woo, but I think we're all we all can do things in life, and I've done things in life. I, I you know created a business and I, I have the best clients in the world. I help them, I I like them as friends. And I, and I can do that. And I think I have served them well and I continue to serve them well. I haven't quit that work. Um, but things you can do are one thing and things you're meant to do is another thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I am just so happy that I allowed myself just to pivot those couple degrees and give that a little bit of attention because things just fell into place. I mean, it just fell into place to allow me to do what I think I probably have had in me all my life. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of a, Jay, was it kind of a thing where I'm going to try art or did you say to yourself, there's no way I want the pressure of making a living as an artist because then you got to make certain kinds of choices. Of course, you know, will this sell and all this other stuff. Yes. Yeah. Kind of takes away from your creative process by being practical so when you make a choice, listen, I want I want the enjoyment out of art. I want the passion out of art. But I don't want to depend on that to make a living if you even can. Yeah, Aaron, you, you touch on something that is that I, I struggle with because there's one part of me that says, 
gosh, I should have gone to art school earlier now that I've realized just how satisfying this is. Golly, why didn't I do this years ago? Why didn't I, why didn't I? And of course you can't do that. You can't think that way because, because you don't, you know, all we have is going forward. But in the same breath, there's something that I feel has been a gift with the fact that I've had this gap is I had a, a professor in art school, a mentor really, and he said, a couple things is to be an artist, <clears throat> you need, well, there are three things ideally you would have as an artist. If you have one of them, you're doing great. Hmm. If you have two of them, you are like almost all the way home. This is terrific. If you have all three, then you know, you're in the clouds. And those things are, uh, the first thing is the time to do art. Do you have time? Hmm. And, and the second thing is, do you have a space to do art, a place and a space that's dedicated for that? So if you have one or two of those things, you're doing just great. And the final thing, of course, is, and it's probably the most important, is the constraint is, do you, do you have the means to do art? In other words, do you have someone who is your patron who's paying you to do art? And that's pretty rare. Or do you have a ready market of buyers who's just... They're pounding on the door to buy all your art, so you have no, or are you, in my case, uh, my own patron, I'm able to afford to do it. I, I now have an established career and the ability to probably control my time more than others, is that I, I realize, oh, I'm at this point in life with these privileges and opportunities, and I'm going to appreciate for where I stand in my arc of time. And, that, and, I, and I'm going to generate things I hope are of value from that position. And I appreciate what I have. So I, I don't sit with regret now saying, golly, I wish I had started earlier. But rather, I'm, I'm here now and, I, and I'm going to do the best I can. Well, it's interesting the statement you made about having a place to work. It's the first thing I tell my students is if you don't have a place to work and you have to haul stuff out all the time, that's going to give you an excuse not to do it. So uh -huh. I, I agree with all those three. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. They sound uh, the time and space issue. Definitely the time. I have the time now, but I yeah. need. But it's still a. It's a gift. But do I do I take advantage of it all the time? Do I motivate myself all the time? So we take we start to take time for granted and. I think in, in your case, when I look at you and when you told me how during the pandemic, you decided to not watch. Am I right on this? Not watch yeah. TV, just go down and create art. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I was watching TV 24 seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. So that that. OK, yeah, this is where <laughs> the craziness comes in. But I ended up just. Okay, so I told you I wanted to go to art school. That was right. something that I have a regret, you know, like, geez, right, I never went to art school. And um, I didn't go to art school when I was six, seven, 18 years old. And I, I always wanted to, then I ended up going to business school. And then, and we could talk a little bit about that overlap because there is, um, is that I, I, I said, okay, we're going into a pandemic. I mean, this is, I mean, there's, there was no one alive that's been through a pandemic. No. 1918. So 
you know, I, I sort of looked at that and said, okay, this is going to be a lot of a long time. This is going to be, what am I going to do here? So I, I, I didn't want to waste that time. And I, I wanted to look at it as an opportunity. So um, I, I asked a good friend of mine who's a prof- the director of the art program here at University of Wisconsin, uh, the MFA program. And I, and I said, hey, what about me? And she said, you know, and she said this in a very kind manner. She said, <laughs> a person of your season of life. Season of life, love it. <laughs> uh, there's programs out there that, that are suited for people of our my season of life, and by the not, by the way, I'm 59 years old, um, is to uh, do something called a low residency program. And essentially what that is, is, is that you, you have the space to do, do the art, you have your own studio, you have a practice already, you're up and running, and you have every semester a local mentor, we'll talk about that in a second, that works with you on a regular basis on your art. So it's more one-on-one, you're, 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 you're engaged. Um, and then you show up on the campus of the sponsoring program and for anywhere from two to three weeks a year, and you end up getting all your, um, you do a lot of the critical theory um, in, in, in seminars. And it, so the, uh, there's some coincidence here. When I lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts, I used to uh, teach a, a, you know, I was a guest lecturer at a university called Leslie University. And that was suggested for me to look at that university, the Leslie University of College of Art and Design. I said, hey, I know this school. Um, so I didn't want to waste time. I called the dean and I said, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Here's my Instagram account. Should I apply? Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, sure, I think you should. It's okay. So they flattered me. I said, sure. So I threw my hat in the ring, boom, got in. And we I started the program like right when the right after the the, the timing was perfect, right after the, where the pandemic started. And that's what I got into. And I in order to do that, back to your comment, mm-hmm. I I said uh, something, I gotta give something up. I'm not gonna watch television. And that was that that was the television uh uh issue and I and and I it it really helped because I just didn't a I didn't get all the anxiety that was running around that we all were getting the constant COVID update and uh I was able to I guess there's a theme here escape um in that space and I was able to produce and and I'm gonna graduate in June so there we go congratulations congratulations and I just love I love that story because yeah. that's two years that you actually came out of it on the other side with, with a wonderful MFA. And yeah, yeah if they looked at I think that helps a lot of people yeah. who, who think they are too old to, to go back to school. And, and in, in my experience, it's the people that have lived a little bit of a life that are much more successful in school than the ones that just go right from high school and this and that and the other thing. Right. Um, you know, because you're more serious, you understand your language. I recommend, I recommend anyone now to to do just that. And there's a lot of learning. And if it's if it's not to be art. I mean, if you're into whatever it is, history or things that you, you were, have been passionate about, but feel like you didn't have the space. And I think it's so so fascinating. This post, I want to say post, maybe it's too early. COVID, um, people are taking a look at their lives 
in a more serious manner. They're reflecting over, okay, time is really relative now. What is it that we have and how much do we have of it that's left? And how am I going to spend it, use it? And I think that idea of education or enrichment or following the passion or whatever you want to call it is uh, top of mind for people. And what a better, what gift is that? That's a great gift. It's definitely a gift. The lifelong learning situation right now is huge. And mm-hmm. the teaching online is huge right now too. So exactly. you know, with your low residency MFA program, that's really the best of both worlds. You know, you can create in your own studio and then you go yeah. back to a campus and, oh, I just think it's great. Yeah. I, I looked at that probably a while ago. I don't know if I'm too seasoned at this point, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Well, here, here was a, here was a, just a twist on that is that um, the first semester we you normally would have them mentor that would arrive in your studio and work with you shoulder to shoulder. Well, this is the middle of the pandemic. It couldn't, it couldn't happen. Right. Uh, So what the, the workaround was that you would work with somebody on zoom. Uh And so I thought, Hey, what the heck, this is opens up the whole world to me. I don't have to just look around my County to find somebody. So I, I Googled the top 25 living printmakers in the world looked at their work, found this one guy, wrote him an email, and, and uh, his name is Paul Caldwell. And he's at, uh, uh, oh, I should remember this right off the top, but uh, the uh, Royal Academy of Art in London. And he is, he is, he is a rock star. And I just, I, he has become a great mentor. I continues to be, and I, I communicate with him regularly. That was worth tuition right there. So he's fantastic and he's helped me so much. Um, wow. So what, I mean, what a bonus that is. That would not have, never would have occurred. Yeah. Have occurred. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is, that is great. I wrote down before the, before this interview even started today, Jay, I had written down two words that kind of was going to guide this, guide me through our discussion here. And one of sure. them reinvent and the other one was pivot. And you're talking about both of them. You basically reinvented yourself in those two years a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot there. I want to talk a little, if you don't mind, on the on the, no. uh, the business piece, because, um, yeah. you know, I'm still very much in, involved in business and in working with people and their financial planning and analysis and this sort of thing. But what what I didn't this is this has been another enlightening side of this whole thing. And I thought when I was going to pivot a couple of degrees, look at some art, that it was going to be what would be called a zero sum equation, where if I'm going to expand a little here, I got to give up a little there. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how we think in our in our human mind. We we think in zero sum that way. So Uh I thought, okay, I'm going to give a couple hours and do some art. You know, I'm going to give up the television. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this sort of thing that, that gave up hours so I could study and work. And well, here's the fascinating thing that was not on the shiny brochure when I when I signed did this is by exploring and concentrating on the art, the business side actually enhanced. It helped my business. 
Oh. It wasn't zero sum. It was, this was like, and how is the next question, I'm sure, but is that it, uh, it opened up my mind. I found myself thinking differently for solutions, how to uh, uh, just uh, come up with answers to do, do uh, th- uh, to think, of, look at the world a little differently, look at people's lives a little differently and how I can help them. And that is, is you, you read about this when it comes to consciousness and, and it's in your, your two sides of your mind. And here's the interesting fact is, that I observed as well, is that people, like clients, are just, just I guess people overall, just not just clients, but they responded to me differently. Um, and I think it's because I've taken, I have, I guess I've, I've become more of more authentic in mm-hmm. who I am. And that res- people respond differently to that. And I, I never knew, I see, I never knew who, I guess I never knew who I was. And this just sort of emerged. So uh, my communication with people, be it clients or just friends and strangers, and, and my business has actually, uh, say, improved or expanded. And I have to give the pursuit of the art credit for that. So wow. there you go. Yeah. Oh <laughs> How's that? God. That is very, very wonderful because I have, there are books on where they stated the MFA is the new MBA. And I thought, oh, really? how, could, how can that be? How could the MFA be the new MBA? But it's relating to what you're saying, the creative ways we attack uh, problems and come up with solutions at artists serve us well in the business world. And that's what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is, and I and I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole a little bit because I find it fascinating. Is that um, and there's an interest here on the campus of UW, um, but I know I, I had a wonderful conversation with the director of what's called the Harvard Art Lab, and this is exactly what this has become as a hub on the on the campus of Harvard, where if you are familiar with the term design thinking and um, so it's just creative thinking for to come up with solutions. It's, it's basically cross-pollinating different disciplines to concentrate on a particular or just a host of challenges. And as opposed to just thinking it's just purely in a silo of engineering or purely a silo of law or business, it takes and what better? There's really only one one hub, and that would be the art platform to bring that together to try to come up with different ways of thinking and solutions. You wouldn't do it solely in the law school. You wouldn't do it solely in the engineering school. But the uh, art design platform is where they can come together. And Harvard has just recently figured that out, and they've built this art lab, um, they call it, and I think that to your point, that's where it's, that's where it's heading. It's thinking differently. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, I do too. I am fascinated by it completely. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That is, that's a lot of of good stuff. (laughs) We covered some ground. Oh, we did. Now your exhibit coming up. Now I was there when it was just a little tiny germ of an idea. 
And it came about by one of your collectors contacting me while I was curator at Studio 23 and just said, just look at his website. Just look at his. And I'm like, sure, I'll look at his website. And I emailed you the same day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and you jumped on it. I know we were two years out on it, but here I we know. are. I know. Yeah, here we are. And and gosh, thanks. It, it, it's to you. I mean, you yeah, you kicked that door open. And <laughs> and what is to, today is that so we are we are about 20 days away, aren't we? Less than 20 days I away. So oh, hard to believe. Yeah, we're two weeks away. So um everything is at the frame shop. I pick it up in like four days. I, I gotta put it in a vehicle, I gotta drive it over. It's all it's all coming together. But it's very exciting. I'm very privileged and honored to. It's my privilege to to, to participate in this. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I I checked out some of your work and I really really enjoy what you're doing and I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing it in person. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Seeing Thank art you. in person is a different thing anymore. You know, you see it mostly on, and you just don't see the textures and all that. You know, mm-hmm. there's a difference, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. And you know, I see. You know, I teach mostly drawing. And when I see drawings and then I, I, you know, there's students and when I see them in real life, I'm like, wow, you know, I've had, I've had people say that actually come for a studio visit and they've seen it, of course, uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or something. It, it just, their faces light up. They say, oh my gosh, I, yeah. this is so, so, well, they say better, but it's different, better than, uh-huh. than uh, because they're looking at a screen that's, you know, three by four inches or something. Or, or, Everything's yeah, the so. same size, murals, yeah. you know, tiny little sketches, and all yeah. the same size. It, and I think for what I, particularly in printing, because what I'm using is a 600-year-old mechanism. I saw that. And that's kind of a... Well, the press The press is about 170 years old, but the... But the, but the, the, the which is another story, but... Um, the press is 170 years old, comes from France. Uh, it was brought over in just the 1840s to print maps uh, for the country prior to the Civil War. And, uh, and I, just as a sidebar, I saved it from being destroyed in a, but from a uh, uh, scrap metal dealer. And uh, so that I kept it alive. But that's, that is a fun thing to work with. But printing is, you know, goes back to the Gutenberg press we're looking at something that's that's physical and for people I think now that are so used to receiving information looking at art mm-hmm. um on a screen that's that's their their mechanism of consumption but to see in person a a piece of paper that has Depth due to the fact that it's gone through a press, it's been embossed. You see ink that lays on top, and then and paper in the chine coulee process, which is on top of the paper, and there's wrinkles and things like that. That's like, oh my gosh, this is an object versus just an image. And yes. that there's a quantum leap between an object and an image. Yeah. And, and and that's I think people go, oh, this is this is real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? I mean, people, it's, that, that just triggers something in their brain. And I just love seeing that. Cool. Oh, that is. But, you know, when you're when you get that that beautiful edge around a, a plate, you know, in the paper, 
where you see that uh, that embossment and texture. Oh my gosh, you're right. I love that. It turns into an object and it's yeah. tangible and it's, you just want to pick it up and not wrinkle it, but. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to wrinkle it. But, wrinkle it, but, <laughs> but it shows that there's been a human in, uh, yes, involvement. That's yes. There's, there's that human involvement. Somebody put that sheet of paper through a press mm-hmm. over a plate and, and there's, and that's been done that one time for that object, that piece of that print. And that's thing, it's pretty cool. That's what turns me on. Oh yeah. That's what I like about it. Oh yeah. And I'm, you know, you mentioned how your uh, business clients now relate to you a little bit differently, or it's, it seemed to open Mm -hmm. up a different, uh, I think it's that, that authenticity you're working with these materials now and these processes and it shines through then to to them when when you're talking to them it just becomes so honest and if they have mm-hmm. the for, good fortune of seeing them in person i'm sure they're just flabbergasted <laughs> even yeah, if they just is. look at your website i'm thinking <laughs> yeah there, there is a little bit of a funny um i don't know what's the word but but yeah not everyone not all my clients know that i that i that you're uh, yeah right yeah i don't i don't i don't lead with that man. yeah but, but but there is kind of a Oh, what's the word? Sometimes a little, a little stunned or surprised. <laughs> like, right, yeah, right. No, you didn't know you did that. You did that? You're an artist? Yeah. You know, yeah, and so. you also, I remember one phone call from you while I was working there where you were super excited about involving the community, the community of mm-hmm. our area, Bay, Bay City. And yes. how did you dream that up? That was really fun. And we're, we'll talk about that. Well, I, yeah, you, you, well, well, it was you, you said, Hey, you want to do this show? And yeah. I, I, I said, I said, my gosh, yes, that would be so uh, flattering. It'd be great. And then, so I think intent, it, it, the initial idea was, you know, I'll go sit in my studio, crank out a bunch of work and, and then deliver it. Uh, but yeah. then, it, then it occurred to me, I thought, on two levels. One is I was born and raised in that community. Right. And there's something, something very um, uh, powerful about where you grew up. I mean, that's just, that's, there's just, there's no replacing that. And it, it's just, this brings up a, this conversation just happened the other day. Um, a friend of mine asked my, asked me, Front of my wife and said, you know, hey, you've lived in Wisconsin these this amount of years and it's like 30 years. He said, Do you do you think of yourself as a Wisconsin person <laughs> or a Michigan person? Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, I said, Michigan. Really? <laughs> yeah. And and it's and it's you know, I think Thomas Wolf said when you can't go home again, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't go home again. But I I I have this sense that a part of me has never left. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this, um, and I, maybe everyone has a little of that if they if they some people move around a lot as kids, but those folks who have who have grew up someplace and left, there's something that's there. It's nostalgic. There's no doubt about it. I feel that. But that's look at how much you take in as a kid. Yeah, you took all those things here in those 18 years, you probably learned more than you did in the rest of your life, especially those formal. I feel the same about Germany. When I go back to Germany, I feel at home, even though I've, 
I haven't lived there since I was seven. Exactly. Well, my, my wife is Dutch and she, she came over to America when she was 19 and Okay. She, I, I can guarantee you she, she identifies with being Dutch than, than American. Yeah. Of course, she's only 27, but, you know. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I, I, I was you, you were stunned right there. I was admiring your art. It was my was turn my, to be stunned. I was admiring your art. Now I'm admiring that room. Yeah. Jeez, oh, the look on the look on both of your faces. What do we say to that? It's all right. I'm just glad this wasn't live. Oh, we have a good time on these crazy podcasts. We really do. Oh, I have some questions about your work. Sure. There's a in your work, there's a timeless quality, celebrating imperfection, and parts of these things go back into a different time. Some of them are very contemporary, and there's this great mixture of those. Um, and, uh, and you're doing this with printmaking. Is that something you think about, the, the history and history of images and things like that? There's, uh, there is, I do, Armin, that's, that's that's a a very interesting question in a sense that I I don't consciously I think so Ooh, I'm gonna ponder this I, I think that you know thank God for the photograph in the same breath I can curse it but but thank God because um, I'm it, it allows us uh, in a glimpse of a moment and and I see that as a glimpse of a moment that I can work with and then affect it. And then possibly add something to, to that image that gives us a sense of of, of either uh, a feeling or the brevity of, of just that that moment that's perhaps shared that that I'm trying to bring to the surface. When I when I when I see an image, it's it's and you, you, the viewer can be the judge of this, but I think it is trying or what I see is is trying to bring to the surface a common human experience that might be a glance it could be it could be a moment of joy it could be a moment of sorrow it could be a confrontation um it's generally human I did, there's a for the, for the Bay City project there's a number of what I would call monuments buildings things places that that perhaps don't exist anymore or or have been monumental in this in that iconic you know, kind of sense in the built in, in the in the community. But when it uh but a good aside from that, a good chunk of my work is is the is the human experience. And it's almost that it's just that moment. I tend to think of it almost as a um, like a film. If you were to take a roll of film and you took one image off out and it leaves then the person wondering what was it prior to that. Mm -hmm. that slide and what what's coming afterwards well there's this but great of, you know uh repurposing in your work where it might have started out as something probably did and yeah. now it has a real different feel to it because it's it's what you're feeling and you're putting those together you got great composition and uh mm -hmm. uh you know they're very powerful in that fact mm -hmm. well thank you you know <laughs> i mean i don't know how so much appreciate that 
social or uh, social critical stuff. And that's something I'm working on a bit now, but you know, those things have always crept back into my work up now. Is that something you're thinking about at all? Yeah. How can you not in a world like today, I suppose? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, um, there is, there is, um, I, I struggle with that too. There's, I sometimes wonder if I should be, oh God, there's so much going on. I mean, everything from, uh, uh, the war that has emerged, of course, um, social injustices. These are some big issues. And I often stand alone in my studio going, what am I doing? What can I do? Yeah, and, I, and I find myself inept sometimes, just like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know what I can do. I have to say. And you're art. Yeah, I, I, this is where I'm, I feel I come up short. I, I struggle with it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, but what I, what I, I will tell you a story and it's, I just finished this piece and it's okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe what I do, I think, and it's just, it's just coming to me as I think about it is I'm more of a microcosm person. I have a a dear friend who's, uh, who lost their son, 16 year old son, went to bed one night and then didn't wake up. And I was sickened by that and it has haunted me. And um, and they don't they don't know I've created this yet. So I I saw this photograph of him as a as a about a thirteen year old running and looking back over his shoulder. And it was of it had movement, it had joy, it had exuberance in in it, and it was blurred in a way that was perfect. And I just thought. Oh my gosh, I have to work with that. And I and I've created this piece. And um and I got very misty-eyed while making it because I just losing a child is there's nothing greater. And I so I so I so I have this piece. It's sitting in my studio now. She doesn't know it's been made. I'm but I want it, I want to give it to her. I'm going to frame it and give it to her. But that's, I guess, is where I am most drawn as an artist is that it's almost a microcosm issue. It's one-on-one, it's people. I can't, I, I, there's artists that do incredible things that, that make a statement and can move an election or win a war or sway people. And, and I just think, gosh, I, I, I don't think I can, I just, ah. I don't know if I can do that, but I can maybe. I don't, I don't think, though, that's, that's a person. the purpose of an artist to do with that and that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, I think if you're honest with your art and what you feel, you know, for the most part, those things will come through. Being a, if you're an abstractionist, if you're a symbolist, no matter what you do, this piece sure. right here called Deep Sleep, it's such a beautiful print of this, you know, this child mm. looking at it over here. So. Uh, I get a lot of these kinds of emotions. They might not be directly like, oh, you know, I'm going to be a shock artist or something like that. Right. But, but you do say something with all these pieces. Now, it might just, I'm sorry if I rattle on. I shouldn't, I should, <laughs> I apologize. Well, you no, know, I like your rattle on. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's vague enough so the viewer can interpret it their own way. Yes, and you, and, you let, and you give the you give the baton to the viewer and says, "You create the magic. I'm giving you a start." 
And that's what you're doing here. And you're doing it very successfully. Oh, gosh, thanks. I, there is something that, that you just touched on. I find so interesting that I'll create something. And as you know, as a, a viewer will come along or, and, and they'll, they'll just interpret it so differently than, than I would ever have thought. Yeah. And, it, and it has so much more meaning to them. And I'm like, wow, isn't that interesting? And I always, learn, I always learn a bit about myself when that happens. Yeah. Right. I didn't know. And I've heard yeah. that that's, that's the number one reason that people buy art. It, it's just there's something in that painting or, or print or photograph that is so connected to, to that person. Uh-huh. They end up wanting that piece. It's not that if it's well done in technique or if the colors yeah. are pretty or if it goes with my sofa. There is something in the art that speaks to them way back in their subconscious. And that's what drives a sale. And that means that for every piece of art, there is someone out there that would want to collect it. So, you know, we always yeah. try to hit all the buttons, but. No, that microcosm idea, you've created this, you know, sensitive work now, but it does, it will end up being universal to, to lots and lots of people. And yeah, it's a dialogue, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that, 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 that I almost, I pull out of, I pull that thread that you just commented on. I think that's the purpose of art is that is by, by one artist, an artist creating something and then another human being somewhere in the universe says that, that speaks to me. And then they reflect that back to the artist saying, you have touched on something that resonates with me. And that's a shared humanity. You both that's, have that's, that a, that's the magic of it all, you know, oh, it is. right? Yeah. And, and what a what a gift and wow. like, what a privilege. I well, it, yeah, it makes you just well, it makes me so proud to, to be in the world of art, to be an artist mm-hmm. and to share our knowledge. It just it gives you I at this time period of our lives in these past two years, it's it's been a, just a wonderful profession to be in because mm-hmm. you can touch people's lives like that. So yeah, yeah. And going back to what we kind of earlier is that I think this COVID experience is of course has affected us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I, it's, the, you know, the person I is a single parent that just plays, well, oh. gosh, my heart goes out to them, but there's this, but there's been this, well, this is the great resignation people. Oh yeah. Jobs to, to do, to, 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 to think about just that, that what we chat about the time and what is of value and right. what you have in the end is, is where do you want to be and with whom? Yeah, and, and doing what you know that that's big stuff and it's very big. It's kind of, we kind of lifted the needle off the record for a bit and go, well, wait a minute, what are we all about? And that's and that there's been an appreciation for to your point, the arts and mm-hmm. what that what that does for people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? It yeah. is. And your project at Bay City, I know we got we got off track a little bit, <laughs> but it, it all ties together because what you what we did is we invited in several community members. Uh-huh. To hear you speak because you were you put a call out for photographs from folks living in that town. That's right. And how how did you feel the response went to that? I thought it was such a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. I well, that was that to your earlier question. You say, hey, what? How did that come about? I 
after you invited me to to do the show, it just flashed in my mind. Really, I was on my bike one day and I just thought, wait a minute, why why has it got to be just my art? Why can't I? Let's put a focus on the community and and have the essentially what we did we crowdsourced the source material for the work I would do. And then we ended up to your great effort. Thank you. We pulled together uh, a lot of folks in town that were quote unquote influencers had, had the ability to had, had the ability to call on others. And, uh-huh. and we, we built out a website for folks to upload images that either came from their photo albums or uh, the back of their sock drawer or their grandparents photo album and of life in the community in this in Bay City and and it was common events and times I said that times sort of stopped for the community and that where there's certain circumstances of fires and mm-hmm. one of the bridges collapsed and and this sort of thing and, and so this was this was exciting and people stepped up. I really have to hand it to, to the, to the, to the citizenry of the community. They would be like, Hey, this is, this is really something. So I think we hit on a nerve and I think, I think I want to do it elsewhere. If some other community will have me Um, because, because these communities, and when I say these communities, Bay city has a population of, I think 28,000, maybe I think is the number. Um, The cities that are, are not, uh, frankly, New York, San Francisco, Miami, you know, they're not mm-hmm. enormous destination towns that, that everybody is in the top three or four. It, it, they're, they're a community where people get up every morning, they go to work, they do, you know, and they have for generations and they have something to celebrate too. They've raised families there and they've had birthdays and, and anniversaries and they've gotten married and they've buried their loved ones. There, there's something there that is human and very common. There's a common humanity there that, that, that deserves a spotlight. And I, and it's not just Bay city. I know there's so many other communities and I, I, I I've been pondering this that, to expand this to, to other communities to work with them. But uh, but I, because people showed up, that's what was so cool about it. People were like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to participate in this. I have something to share. Okay, that was the good news. The tough news was sifting and winnowing it down. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> photography was invented in 1839. Okay, that's 183 years. Um. <laughs> And I think I think Bay City was established in like 1836. So we covered the waterfront. The point is, I I have 37 pieces, so I can't cover it all. So what do you? I, there's, there's I could I couldn't cover it all. And and it's gonna I'm certain there'll be people going, wait a minute, what about this? What about that? But I I just I couldn't do it. But but what that tells us is is what what a an incredible vein to mine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's fun, and I, I'm yeah. so so grateful for the community and those people who got the word out and and beat the drum and, and had it happen for me. So I thank them so much. Oh, that's so so great! And yes, I want to I want to just kind of slot in some details on this. 
right now. Please, thank you. Yes, your exhibit is titled This Must Be the Place. Love mm -hmm. that title. And it will be opening on Friday, March 25th. And there will be a talk. You will be giving a, a walk through the exhibit at 4.15-ish. You'll be doing yes. that. And then 5 to 7 will be a reception. And then the following day, you're teaching a workshop uh, for the community on printmaking. And yes. teaching a little bit of that Sheen Cole, I'm, I'm here. So exactly. uh, I'm all signed up. I, I encourage everybody. That is actually... Um, possible through a grant by the uh, Bay City, Bay Area Community Foundation. So exactly. It's, uh, so please call Studio 23 to sign up. And I'm going to put this all in the show notes, Jay, too, so people can get to it. And Fantastic. It'll be fun. It'll oh, be fun. it will be fun. Now, I want to know what your plans for the future. I know you're heading right out to the Boston area for your, would that be your graduation for the MFA? Yes, graduation and and uh, well, I have a, a show there as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I got a lot, a lot going on here actually. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a busy, uh, a busy uh, six months. Um, obviously, this show is kind of kicking it off, and then I'll be going to um, to Boston for the MFA show, mm -hmm. uh, thesis defense, and and <laughs> talk on on the art, and then you bring up this point, I. I've been asked to discuss this business slash art Ooh. dynamic. I got a talk of all places in the world and don't cry for me now, but it's in Barcelona. So I'm going to go to Barcelona oh. and give a talk just oh, on that I'm subject. I'm crying. <laughs> I know. Don't cry for me. Um, <laughs> that's in June. And then um, there's some oh, other interesting God. things going on. So I, 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 I oh, I got another really cool thing. Rick, sorry, but um, there's, a, there's a poet that's very popular. Probably for not those folks in our season of my life, but uh, <laughs> named named Atticus, and uh, he's a very uh, uh, successful. He's he's what's called the most tattooed artist or poet. Excuse me, the most tattooed poet. Most and what that means, of course, is that his poems are been the most tattooed on people. Um, I'll be done. So. Uh, we're, we're, we're collaborating on some, some, some issues that I, there's some projects that I can't, uh, can't discuss at the time, but, oh. but it, I'm pretty excited about it. So that's coming, that's coming together this, this quarter as well. Oh, wow. So, lots, lots to look forward to. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds yeah. great. And any, Jay, I'm sure you'll share any links that you can share right now with me sure. and I, along with the, uh, the podcast here. And oh, I great. Yeah, we're we're so looking forward to seeing your exhibit and so looking forward to being over there. And I'm going to uh, be your sidekick during that workshop. So <laughs> fantastic. If, 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 if you might, you might have to help me. If, oh, I'll people. help you, too. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and we'll hustle through it because we've got we got a lot to accomplish in a, in a short amount of time. But we'll, we'll get it done. It'll be, be perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to your opening too, but it's a day after eye surgery. I hope I can see it. Oh, yeah, you know what? It might, Armin, it might even look better. So there. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a tad more abstract for you. Yeah, you can, you can put a Monet yeah. on it, yeah. <laughs> tell me if it's any better. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Jay. And Armin, do you have any oh. last questions for Jay before we... Uh, 
Oh, no. I mean, I was looking at, you know, if I'm looking off, I'm looking at my other screen and I was uh-huh. to work at some other points, but it was just nice looking at your work as you were talking. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by those. Those uh, That kind of work has really uh, been very interesting for me of late. Uh, and uh, you do it masterfully. So. Yeah. Well, that's your flattery will get you everywhere, and I appreciate it. I I cannot recommend Instagram to view you as a wonderful place to see your work, Mm -hmm. and that would be at J Handy Inc. Yes, I N K. I N K Inc. No, yeah, yeah. I didn't even catch that. You're right. That's right. I like that. That's a good play. Okay, and then your uh, website is jhandy.com. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Very do it. And we we and we have a Facebook page as well. It's uh, J uh-huh. Handy Inc. is another uh, INK. INK. So, so so yeah, sign up and uh, and uh, love to have people on board on any of those platforms. That's great. Oh, wonderful! Thank you again. My pleasure. Yeah, all you folks out there, be sure to come over on March twenty fifth, Studio twenty three, Bay City. <laughs> Yay! Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find our past and future episodes at anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Special thanks to our producer, Taylor Kramer of Cold Shower Media. And check out our websites, ValerieAllenArt.com, ArminMersman.com, Stay creative, stay curious, and we'll see you next time.